0: Morning, everybody. All right, everyone's moving up. That's good. Yeah. Can move up. It's closer. You know, my eyes are failing, so I can't see as far now. <clears throat> um, <clears throat> but we're, we're going through just like a couple of separate sermons uh, in the month of September. And I'm excited. I'm excited about this service that I'm preaching on and also the 10-year anniversary. And I'm going to go through kind of Second John and then that one, Third John. But as I've been thinking about our church and praying for our church, you know, I just think of just how important um, of what it looks like to just be able to love well, you know, loving well. And, and I think today's culture, it's it, it sometimes is it's hard. You know, I, I have to admit my son, he comes down at nights when I'm, you know, when he goes to sleep and sometimes he wakes up and Joel goes, Oh, let me tell daddy's secret. He loves to eat sweets. And number two, he watches videos at nights, And I do. And um, when they're asleep and I'm watching. Do you know, and then one of these videos is these romantic comedy genres, right? And I I think, you know, sometimes I've been watching them and I'm just thinking to myself, man, it is, where, who am I? Do you know? Um, Nothing against them. But it's just something that I've been thinking a lot about that so much of like, um, romantic comedy or just love in movies and, and portrayed in culture is, is so tied to the feeling of love. The feeling of when, you know, you see this like they love each other, they sacrifice, they do everything for each other. Um, <clears throat> and and I, I see that stand out more and more. Uh, but I, I think about this because sometimes I see it in contrast of today's message of this idea of how love in action Love as an action, right? Not just as a feeling, not just when we feel like it, when we want to. And especially in those movies, it's like, oh, I'm going to sacrifice for you because I love you so much. I'm going to do this, Do you know, I'm going to risk my life. I'm going to do whatever it might be. But the more I think about love also at the same time, and I think that is a picture of it, is also this love of when you're betrayed, when you're hurt, when you don't want to. Do you know when I hear a story about uh, someone uh, <clears throat> recently that you know they're t- asking their the neighbors not to call the police on someone because their son is addicted to to drugs and and to know that 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 child is roaming around in our neighborhood at times, but to be like aware to not necessarily not not to enable, but at the same time love. And I I can't imagine as a parent what that looks like to love continuously, to love when it hurts. And I actually think that that's sometimes what we see specifically in scripture. And that's what I want to bring up today in 2 John, this idea of love in action, love as an action, right? And we'll see this as we read 2 John We won't go through all of it, or we'll go through all of it, but we won't, uh, won't be able to speak on all of it. <clears throat> Second John ver- 1, it's only one, one chapter, verses 1 to 13. The elder is introduced to the lady chosen by God and to her children, whom I love in the truth, <clears throat> and not I only, but also all who know the truth because of the truth which lives in us and will be with us forever. Grace, mercy, and peace from God the Father, and from Jesus Christ, the Father's Son, will be with us in truth and love. It has given me great joy to find some some of your children walking in the truth, just as the Father commanded us. And now, dear lady, I'm not writing you a new command, but one we have had from the beginning. I ask that we love one another, and this is love, that we walk in obedience to His command, commands, as you have heard from the beginning, his command is that you walk in love. I say this because many deceivers who do not acknowledge Jesus Christ as coming in the flesh have gone into this world, into the world. Any such person is the deceiver and the Antichrist. Watch out that you do not lose what you have worked for, but that you may be rewarded fully. Anyone who runs ahead and does not continue in the teaching of Christ does not have God. Whoever continues in the teaching has both the Father and the Son. If anyone comes to you <clears throat> and does not bring this teaching, do not take them into your house or welcome them. Anyone who welcomes them shares in their wicked work. I have much to write to you, but I do not want to use paper and ink. Instead, I hope to visit you and talk with you face to face so that our joy may be complete. The children of your sister who is chosen by God send their greeting. I even love the ending of this, right? And and I wish we could kind of even go more into it. Just how he wants to write. He has so much to talk to them and speak to them about. But you know, when when resources are limited, when time is, he's just laying out, this is what's so important, right? This love in action and reminding them of that, reminding them of how people are speaking of being deceivers, right? But he has so much to write. He's focused on this specific topic. And he's like saying, I want to visit you and talk to you face-to-face. You know, I, I, there's something about that that resonates, me, resonates with me more and more, of this face-to-face, this meeting together. And you see this as this author writes to this people, of, I want to write to you, but in this, these are things I'm speaking about. Right? In this love in action, <clears throat> you can see three things that I'll <clears throat> talk about. Reminder to love. This obedience as love and the perfect love, right? First, a reminder to love. All right, he writes this in the beginning. He says, I am not writing you a new command, but one we had from the beginning. All right, he's asking them, I ask that we love one another. All right, this is <clears throat> in reference to John 13, really to what Jesus speaks to his disciples, right? John 13, 34 to 35, it says a new command. Jesus is saying this, I give you love one another. As I have loved you, so you must love one another. By this, everyone will, everyone will know that you are my disciples if you love one another. This idea of love, like I mentioned before, sometimes is in our lives are so driven by feelings. And here we see Jesus speaking, love one another. John speaking, reminder to love. You know, I I think um, my kids are getting older, you know, and as I realize this, there's every so often, you know, I think David, he comes up behind me, and then he walks with me, and then he just holds my hand, you know, and I just recently was thinking, man, there's going to be a time when he's not going to walk next to me and be, don't touch me, Dad, (laughs) you know, or he's not going to want to sit next to me, give me a hug, or, you know, I see Joel doing the same thing, it's just and if he does it, you know, the little one always kind of replicates and is just like, oh wait, you know, maybe he's not as cool, you know. But um but this idea that when we're children is sometimes that I see in their lives is easy to love. And they're kind of the beginnings and even walking with God. When you're called to love, you're like, oh yeah, of course, I'm gonna love, I'm gonna care for one another, I'm gonna go all out, I'm gonna do all this. And it's easy, you know, it's 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 natural to a certain degree. You know, you know, and they hold my hands, and I realize I'm gonna cherish that. But I realize as the older we get, the time of the people around us, whether it's saying it's not cool, or the reality as we get older that that we get hurt, that we get that there's betrayal, that there's a time where we might not feel like we want to anymore. That that is, you know, what this author is writing. What he says, reminding them. It's not a new command that I'm giving you. He's reminding them this is from the beginning to love one another. And oftentimes, that is what is hard. When that feeling of love goes away, when that feeling of, man, it's so natural, I want to do this. You know, whenever I remember when I was dating, it's like you want to do certain things. You want to naturally do certain things for your significant other. And you choose to do that, right? But at some point, at some time, you might have some different feelings. You know, you might go through something else where you don't want to do it anymore. Where you realize, man, should I still do this? You know. You know, I I think this is something that's that I think Jenny had to bear with me over the years. of Of just I remember some of our biggest fights in the early on in our marriage was about finances. Do you know, and I'm a very particular person. I think I'm, the more I've, she says I'm really extreme, and I probably am, the more I think about it, right? There's recently, you know, one of the things that's introduced yourself as stepping stone and, you know, write about a fun fact or hobbies that you enjoy doing. And I'm like, oh, yeah, finding a deal, do you know? And then I I, I wrote about that, and I was just thinking, man, that's so, you know, it, it probably took Jenny, it's taking Jenny and continually, of like, man, Phil is on this other extreme side. And one example of this, and I realized this is how I grow and grew in love, is like, I don't expect her to do the same. I used to be like, oh yeah, you should do the same thing. I, I bought these gift cards, and then whenever you buy these gift cards, what you could do is get money for cheaper gas. And I was like, oh yeah, I'm gonna do this. And then in doing that, it, it says you could save a dollar of gas per gallon. And I'm like, oh, man, I'm going to do this. I, I, and then even then, it goes up to 35 gallons. So, you know, extreme Phil is just, you know, I buy gas canisters. I'm filling up my car. I add it into the gas canister. And then when Jenny comes home, I pour the gas canister into his, her car. And um, I think she's realized, you know what, Phil, you just do what you need to do. <laughs> you know, but at the same time, I realize, Jenny, you do what you need to do. Right? I'm not going to be like, I used to think, oh man, you could just do the same thing. It's very easy. This, this, this. But I realize this love in action, this love, many times it may not feel that way. But it is one that you grow to appreciate, one that becomes hopefully fuller over time. Right? One that rubs and grinds, but at the same time builds up. <clears throat> this is what I think when... The author, John, when he's writing this to people as he's in the old, you know, older in his age, he's reminding them. Love one another. Love when you know it hurts. Not when it just feels good to love. Love when, for, for those who are parents, when their children make mistakes. When they go against what you desire love love well you know it is that reminder that calls us always to be grounded to be grounded in our relationship with christ and that's something that i think when he's mentioning is a reminder to love but also he draws a very clear picture of this obedience as love right this command to love so it's not this justice feeling that perhaps culturally or or all around us. Sometimes we feel and we naturally want to do, but he reminds them of what Jesus says, right? A new command, a command that he gives to his people, his disciples, is not that, oh, it's nice that you love one another. It'll be good that you love one another, but a command that he gives, and he says you must love one another. Not just tolerate, perhaps, not just avoid, but love one another. And perhaps it could be in those different stages and seasons. But the question remains is what does that look like to love well, to follow through and command in obedience of loving one another? Right? <clears throat> he says this. This is love. He defines it. He defines love that we walk in obedience to his commands. More and more as I get older, it is a reminder that God calls us to love. And in obedience, we walk in that love. All right? Jesus says this. He says, whoever in John 14 has my commands and keeps them is the one who loves me. The one who loves me will be loved by my Father, and I too will love them and show myself to now, isn't it true, the more you get to know someone, <clears throat> their quirks, their the things that they, that, you know, how they get, get through things, or what they enjoy, what they don't enjoy, the more you know them, the more you tend to just be like, oh, I know that this will bother that person. Not because you're trying to please them necessarily, and you could easily fall into that, to be pleasing other people, but the idea of, no, I know that be- that this bothers you, and because of that, and I love you, and I want to do this, right? That Jesus, he says, whoever has my commands, if we love God, if we love him, Jesus, and keeps his command, that's what he's saying, that, one, that person who loves me will be loved by my Father, and I too will love them and show myself in these letters in first john second john and third john you'll see that love is is a common theme is one that he speaks very clearly and abundantly about right he's writing this to the people and in first john you know just kind of <clears throat> he mentions this over and over again in chapter 2 verses 3 to 6 we know that we have come to know him if we keep his commands Whoever says, I know him, but does not do what he commands is a liar. And the truth is not in that person. But if anyone obeys his word, love for God is truly made complete in them. And this is how we know we are in him. Whoever claims to live in him must live as Jesus did. Now this theme in in the letters of John of, of just loving, of letting that be, Not just a feeling, but an action, but a response of obedience, of following Jesus, living as Jesus did. Because we know him, we're called to love. I think that gets harder and harder over time. And that is why today is a reminder for us, for you, for me, of this call to love. This call, this command, this reminder, this is who Jesus is. He has called us, and he has loved us. But the reality is, we're all going to fall short. The reality is, we all fall short. We cannot just, based on sure will, obedience, I'm going to do this and this, that we will fall short in this call to love. And at those moments in time, At those moments in time, it is essential to reflect on the perfect love, right? The perfect love that's been shown, that's been lived. First John, as he continues, as he reminds them and he tells them, this is a command, this is how you follow. He reminds them that this is the love that God has for you. Chapter four, verses nine to 12. This is how God showed his love among us. He sent his one and only son into the world that we might live through him. This is love, not that we love God, but that he loved us and sent his son as an atoning sacrifice for our sins. Dear friends, since God so loved us, we also also ought to love one another. No one has ever seen God But if we love one another, God lives in us, and his love is made complete in us. That this is love. He he defines and he shows, he tells about it. Right? That we, not that we have loved God, but that he has loved us. That he has sent his son as an atoning sacrifice for our sins. That we will always fall short but that doesn't stop us that doesn't stop us from growing in this from following in this from living out this command that even in first john as he says it he writes it elsewhere in second john third john that god loves us so we ought to love one another and that this was how our father has shown us the love has demonstrated his love right in romans 5 <clears throat> paul writes but god demonstrates his love for us in this, while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. We see this as he kind of expands on this, right, in verse 19, for just as though the disobedience of one man, the many were made sinners, so also the obedience of the one man, the many will be made righteous that God demonstrates this love for us, that he sends Christ to die for us, and in his perfect obedience, his following of his father, knowing this is the will of the father when he's on that the night before, knowing about that cross, asking the cup be taken, but yet following through in obedience in ways for him to be the path, to be the way for us to understand to know that love. And in this way he represents so much more, right? <clears throat> in Hebrews 4 verses 14 to 16 that he is this high priest who has ascended into heaven, Jesus the son of God. Let us hold firmly to the faith we profess, as for we do not know not have a high priest who is unable to empathize with our weaknesses, but we have one who has been tempted in every way just as we are, yet he did not sin. And because of that, let us then approach God's God's throne of grace with confidence so that we may receive mercy and find grace to help us in our time of need. All this is important because as John is writing about this love. He's writing in the context of don't be deceived. Don't be deceived that people are saying that do not acknowledge Jesus Christ coming as flesh, in the flesh, right? They're they're teaching something different and John's reminding them saying, hey, this is the love that we have received. This is the love of who God is and all that boy boiling down to this reflects the love that Christ has for us in ways why is it important because he understands all that we have all that we go through he's able to empathize he is able to be our intercessor and that is is important to know that this is our foundation our source you know more and more as he sums it up He says it in this way, dear children, let us not love with words or speech, but with actions and in truth. This is so important to us as we think about and as I've been thinking and praying for us as a church, where is God leading us? You know, I wish there's many times I wish, oh I could tell you this is exactly what, but the reality is I don't know. But what I do know Is that we can't stay where we are. What I do know is that we are known for our love for one another, for our love for people around us, right? That God has called us to love, and not just this feeling of love, but to love well, to love the way that Christ has loved us, the way that it's been reflected and shown, modeled in Jesus. You know, I think about this, uh, I was talking to Kurt, and these are some things that we've been thinking about. I just recently talked to her, so I wasn't thinking about this beforehand. But we've been thinking about what does it look like for us as a church here in Kingsville? You know, for us to love well our neighborhoods, our neighbor, to be here, to plant roots, to let our roots grow, to plant a faith flag in this area. What does that look like? You know, I think about this, Kurt brought it up, and I think this is a great, great example for us. And one that I want to challenge us, that when we had last year this GLC trunk or treat, right? What would it look like to love our community, to have things accessible, to enjoy, to invite people to? You know, I think this modeled it very well as a way, as a platform, an event that just is able to draw people. But I think we did it well last year with Insular, within our church. But I think people would be loved to come, to enjoy things together, to even have some kind of carnival that they would feel that they, they could have some interactions in, right? I'm gonna show you this video that Jenny made a while ago. <laughs> you got a nice big one! <laughs> Miss Kate. Hi! Oh hey. Erica! Are you the corn that has love? Are you the, like the house that has up? Hello! Hi! Oh, you the I'm I'm That's DIY thing. made it 5 minutes ago! Oh please. yes! Hello. Hey. Oh, it's short right <clears throat> but when i think about this love in action you know that it's not just something extra that we have to do but it just it's part of who we are who we want to be you know i may not know where we're going but i know right now we have to move we have to move not Because we have to, but because we desire for God to use us. We desire to live out that love that he has for us and for those around us. You know, that video captures to me when I, this just people joyful and wanting to be there. And I think that that would be like a capture of people visiting and not knowing much about church, but being welcomed and loved. To have those steps into who is Jesus, and not only that, as I as I talk about that, is that hopefully you know Pastor Larry and I have been working on, you know, what would we look like as a church-wide outreach, a potentially of, of affordable Christmas market, right? A market that even I'm making an announcement early of saving your new or like new things for donations, for, for blessing this community. But this idea really is, what does it look like to love? And if a question as we move forward, as we try to love the community, the question I have for us first is, how are we loving each other now? The tensions, the, you know, are there tensions, are there things that are happening? Are we just getting along versus are we loving? because that's how people will see Jesus really as us as disciples is if we love one another. And the question as we move forward is not just having events but do we want to love people? This challenge for us let's love as an action is not something just nice to know in what Jesus is saying, but what he says, a new command I give you that you must love one another. As we do these things, as we <clears throat> invite people and live out our lives, the question is, how are you going to love? How are you going to love? And it's not just a, a, just <clears throat> a feeling or something we do, but rather when we feel the opposite, that we continue. When we feel love, that we still do. That we do it because christ loved us that he modeled that that he showed us that and that i think as we move forward is a call for all of us to love well let's pray lord we thank you lord we thank you that you loved us lord that you demonstrated your love that while we were far away, while we were sinners, that you loved us. That you gave us away. That you showed us what this love looked like. That while we were pushing you away, while we did not desire you, that you desired us. That you ran after us. Lord, help us, Lord. Help us to not just talk about love, to know what to believe about love, but help us to walk in love. Help us to live in the actions of love. That people will come to know you when they see the love that you have for them through us. Lord, we desire not to do all these events. We desire to grow in your love. We desire to live out, to go through the messiness of life, to be reminded, reminded of this love, Lord. And so, Lord, we lift up. We lift up the things ahead. We lift up the things right now, Lord. Lord, I pray that if there's a, that you would even set a person in our hearts right now that one, perhaps we don't love, that's around us, Lord. We don't love well. Lord, help us, Lord. Allow us to pray for that person. To pray of your blessings for them. Lord, I pray that you would also show us another person that a person that would, perhaps you want us to just love, extend that love in that way, Lord. And perhaps it's easy and we feel it. Help us, Lord. Help us to live it out, Lord. Lord, these words... Are so easy to just say and believe, but it's so hard to do, Lord, to live out. So ground us, Lord. Remind us of our first love in you. Remind us, Lord, of how you have given us life, how you continue to shower us with love even when we deny you, walk away. Desert you, forget, but that your love covers all that, Lord, and bids us to come to you, Lord. Lord, I pray, Lord, that we be reminded of that, Lord. That as we worship right now in response, that those are not just the words that we sing, but Lord, a proclamation, a, Lord, a prayer. A prayer to walk in your love, Lord. So Lord, we thank you, Lord. We thank you that we are undeserving. But you show us, Lord, how you still do, Lord, how you still. And so in that one, enable us, strengthen us to continue in that love we thank you and we love you Lord, may our worship be pleasing be incense, rising up our prayers of just adoration to you Lord, in Jesus name Amen.